Buff Nation. Let's go. Fire me up, <laughs> Coach Hart. Let's go, man. Day two of camp. This is DMVR Buffs Prime Time. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Shout out Neely real quick. Shout out Neely uh, for giving us that great interview uh, with Coach Hart. And also, we've seen a sneak preview of some of the other stuff that's coming out on his channel. So make sure, obviously, if you're not already, subscribe to the pregame show. Check it out. I actually, um, he dropped the video from yesterday's practice early this morning. Mm -hmm. My guy had a day yesterday. Yeah. He was at the, at the facility for like 16 hours. Um, so the video went up this morning. And there were some details in there that were not in uh, well off or reach the people. So highly recommend watching that, too, if you didn't already catch that. Um, but big shout out to Neely. Also, the, the video of Chef in the food yesterday from him. Amazing. Dude is in his bag. <laughs> he really is. They're getting the cross uh, grill on the steaks. Like, yep. I, that blows my mind that they're doing that stuff from scratch. Those are some thick steaks. Well, and I just mean you're you're trimming the meat and you're grilling each one individually and you're bringing in like your own like all, like fresh lobster to make lobster mac. It's like insane. I mean, usually like catered food is not good right. because it's all just mass produced and like you just like take it out of a bag and put it into a heating pad. Um and they're legitimately cooking Matt, like incredible meals, three meals a day for like 110 people. Yeah, well, more than that. It's everyone in athletics. Okay, so then 500. We'll yeah, say. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Man. Uh, they're eating good out there at CU. They sure are. A lot better than uh, many other people and many restaurants, actually. I know. I'm like, can we just get one? Yeah, <laughs> I just want one. We have one media meal day next week. So, <laughs> we'll uh, day two of camp. Sounds like we've got some improvement. Yeah, I think that was the theme of the day um, from what we heard. You know, obviously we, we didn't get to watch practice, but felt sounds like the defense rose to the challenge, stepped up uh, and turned things around. Go watch our video with Neely, who gave us kind of, you know, answered a few of our questions about what went down at practice. Um, but it was nice to hear that, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to have a bad day. You are always going to have a bad day, whether you're a, an individual, a unit, um, you know, a certain drill, you might have a bad day. A coach might have a bad day. That's always going to happen. The real test is what happens the next day. Are you going to let that knock you backwards or are you going to have that be a stepping stone for you to, to propel you forwards? Uh, and it sounds like the defense stepped up today, but also you can only step up so much against the Shador and the boys. Right. So yesterday it was Jimmy Horn. Neely told us today, Xavier Weaver was the guy. And I mean, doesn't take hard to figure out that if two receivers have a great day, the quarterback is delivering the football. Oh man. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. You know, I don't want to put like unfair expectations on him. And, and I think, I don't know, maybe the expectations are already so crazy that there's nothing I can really do to, uh, to stop yeah. them. But I, I was just thinking today about like the quarterbacks that have played at Colorado really in my lifetime. Um, and especially since, you know, 2001, when my fandom really blossomed when I was nine years old, um, I think he has a chance to be the best of my life. For sure. Legitimately be the best of my life. So uh, I'm, I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. Like all I've ever asked for during these down times is just give us a quarterback. Just one. Yeah. It's a guy who can <laughs> sling it a little bit like. 
how does you know i've talked about this with you a lot but i'm like how does fresno state end up with guys and, right <laughs> and like all these schools have like an nfl quarterback once in a while and you know. know we're here going on sheesh going on 28 years since a quarterback was drafted here that's wild man he's, he's coming up man um he spoke to the media today too uh, i guess we'll just do that we'll get to sean lewis in a bit um he wants to get to 80% mastery, or he's at 80% mastery of uh, Sean Lewis's offense right now. Yeah, so that was my question to Shador, because mm-hmm. um, Sean Lewis, Nikki asked Sean Lewis, what does he want? What, what is he looking for from Shador in this camp? And he said, I want him to get to full master. I want him to get to a mastery level of this offense. Yep. Uh, and so then I asked Shador, where are you in, in the process of becoming a master of this offense? Uh, and he said 80%. That's a really great place to be right yeah, now. Yeah, that's not bad at all right now. No, and he said, you know, Coach Lewis has been doing this for 11 years. I had a spring. Yep. So if he's at 80% right now, you know, hopefully he's to, he's to 100% by week one, and, and I have full faith that he will be. But the truth is he really won't be. Right. Um, And he's going to be at, at where he needs to be to be ready for week one. But he's only going to get better and smarter and better and smarter and yep. understand more and have better chemistry with Coach Lewis and have a better understanding of why he called that play in that situation. Have a better idea of how each coverage is going to react to each play and so on and so forth. So, like, the fact that he's already at 80% and comfortable with that and comfortable with telling us that right, um, tells me he's really comfortable. Uh, I love how people pointed out on the comments of the video how happy he is. You can tell, like, yeah, he's having fun out there. Yep, uh, he's enjoying this. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, kind of letting his personality come out a bit more in front of the microphone too. Yep, uh, he had a great day, man. Mentioned Xavier Weaver though. Yes, said he's going to have a big year. What does a big year look like for Xavier Weaver? <sighs> what did he have last year? Seven, it was or eight twenty or something. It was like eight hundred some yards. I think six touchdowns. Yeah, big year for him is a thousand yards. Yeah, if he's putting up eight hundo at you know sorry ass USF last year <laughs> with no quarterback. Uh, fifty three for seven hundred eighteen yards and six touchdowns. That was close on my first guess. Um, yeah, so maybe it's a little little south of uh of a thousand yards but like that's what it looks like to me um neely said it kind of looks like they have a special chemistry building mm-hmm. um and you know i think that tcu is going to try to play man defense against them good luck and i do not think that it is going to work good luck i really do not think and i especially don't think you can go single high against this team no a lot of colleges like to go single high that's kind of like a standard Right. Uh, thing that you see. Now you see in the NFL, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. You can't really go single yeah, high. Yeah, they rip it up. Guys. Yeah. I think teams, I think you might see a little bit of single high and you're going to see a lot of man coverage. I don't think you can man, I don't think you man coverage this team. No, they're too good on the outside. Um, you know, Jimmy Horn, of course, Xavier Weaver. Now you got Travis in the fold, all these freshmen coming up who've been standing out. And then um, I guess we'll just get to it with Sean Lewis said. Javon Antonio is a presence out presence. there. And you can feel it. Yes, he is big. He is huge. He is huge. You know who's also huge? Omarion Miller. Yep. Uh, I sent you a screenshot last night of Caleb Mathis's YouTube post last night. 
and there's a, a video a uh, picture of them standing next to each other i'm like oh my god omari miller looks <laughs> yeah. huge i know um but yeah javon antonio he's exactly what they were looking for they yep. needed that big physical presence um you can throw it up to him high and let him go get it um you can he can use that body to kind of box people out on slants and short yarded situations um and maybe more importantly than anything which we never talk about when we talk about wide receivers is he's gonna be able to block some yep he is going to be able to throw some blocks yeah and this offense will not reach its nirvana unless the running game is cooking mm -hmm. and i I think that's going to be big. We heard uh, from inside practice today that Savion Wilkerson was eating. Yeah. Neely said he was second second runner or number one runner up to Xavier Weaver for player of the day. Uh, and just think about that. We're talking about a stacked running back room, a really stacked running yes. back room. And it could be anyone on any day that pops up and, and shines. Today it's Savion. Tomorrow it's Dylan. The next day it's Smoke. The right. next day it's Alton McCaskill. Like they have an insane stable that if they block, and that goes all the way out to the wide receivers, they're gonna be able to run the ball. And like you run the ball, everything becomes you're playing catch yep. when you're throwing the ball. Well, and just what you said about teams playing single high, a lot of them a lot of teams play single high to get that extra player down in the box or at least down near the yep. line of scrimmage to try and help in the run game. So they can try and play single high and try and stop this running game. But as we mentioned, there's too much talent on the outside at re receiver. Then if you go, if you want to go too high, they'll just play the numbers game and hand it off straight up the middle every time. And then to go with that, I sent when you, uh, when you were talking about um, that play that you sent me yesterday, the Jimmy Horn seam right up the oh, field. Yeah. That was beautiful. I mean, if that's going to be the case, if that's going to be the number one weapon for this offense, you're going to see a ton of drop eight, drop seven coverage. Shador's just going to dump it off or take off. Yeah, or hand it off. Yes. You give him some RPO stuff. Yeah. And just allow him to just be like, okay, you take it. Yep. Five yards. Easy. Exactly. Um, and Chase uh, said in the comments, it all depends on the offensive line, how it comes together. Lots on Bill O'Boyle's shoulders. I really agree. Um, I have two question marks that that i'm just wanting to get solved before week one against ccu mm -hmm. one is just what is this offensive line i just don't know yeah um and it's something that we'll probably never really know well i asked sean lewis today he didn't even really give an answer on the offensive he line he said they're uh they're pillow fighting they're having right pillow fights out there because yeah. they don't have pads on which is funny <laughs> um but that's the one thing that i'm just like okay well that's that's something that could hold this team back that i just don't know we're not going to know the answer to it until we see them play football right um and the other one is just um, how good are they at stopping the run? Because I know they're going to be fine stopping the pass. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Like, we we have good feeling about the interior guys, but we don't know uh, if they have, you know, true disruptors in there to stop the run. I think they will, but I'm just talking about things that I, I'm thinking about, things that I'm questioning those are the two that I'm just like, okay, if, if they can answer those two bells, yeah, they can answer those two questions. And the answer is yes, this offensive line could protect Shador to allow him to, you know, dissect defenses. And yes, this defensive line and, and, you know, front seven really as a whole can stop the run. Then they're, they're good to go. 
Like, right. good luck against them. I mean, if you want to talk about specific players, it comes down to Leonard Payne. Can he eat up two gaps and, you know, stop runs at the line of scrimmage? Can Levante Bentley, you know, shoot gaps and make yep. plays behind uh, the line of scrimmage? Even guys like Jordan Dominic and... Savelle uh, Smalls. Exactly. Like, we know that uh, Dominic and McClendon can get to the quarterback, but can you, you know, hold the edge and play the run as well? Um, and then the safeties, man. We talk about the safeties all the time. Yep. How, mu how much of a factor are they going to be in the run game? Not just the pass game, but are they going to be able to come down, bring the boom? Got a little B-roll here of uh, Ben Finneseth and Jaden Milliner-Jones. Um, but how can they affect the run game, too? And that's how it all come together. Yeah. it's a, Again, it's not like I'm, I'm freaking out over it or panicking about it. I just sit back and I think, okay, wh what's stopping this team from being great? if anything. Mm -hmm. And I think those are two areas where I'm like, okay, I, I need to know the answers to these questions. Um, and like I said, I don't know if we will until we just see it. Um, but those are the two that are like, okay, can you protect and can you stop the run? If so, you've got everything else you need. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, I asked Sean Lewis about O'Mary Miller. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, just mentioned his freakish size and length at his age and just he said he flashed already in two days. If you're a freshman and you're catching the attention of the offensive coordinator day two of camp, you're doing pretty damn well. It's those receivers, man, those are the that's it. I don't want to say easiest. I would say most likely position to pop early. Mm -hmm. um, like you can walk onto campus and be a great receiver. Uh, and Omar and Miller, leader in the clubhouse, to be the we we've talked a lot. Like one of these freshmen is going to factor right. in. Would you put would you put him in there? Yes, for sure. Adam Hopkins, obviously, another one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a few other guys Assad was seen, but I would agree. Omarion Miller, number one candidate to factor into the wide receiver rotation from the freshman group. Uh, Coach Lewis was also asked about uh, Mikey Harrison. Yeah. Who's made the transition from wide receiver to tight end. Says he uh, offers them some speed and just ability to stretch the seams, really, and... I don't know. We can talk. We talk about the tight end a lot in this offense and what they're supposed to do, but that's not a complete tight end to me. It doesn't sound like it, at least. I don't think they have one. That's true. I'm just be honest. I don't think yeah. they have a complete tight end on the roster. Maybe Fourier when he's healthy um, has a has a little bit of both, but I, that's one thing that I just kind of worry about. Yeah. Um, but I don't also don't think they need it. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you're running the ball, then you know stick with offensive linemen and. And, you know, maybe even a fullback if they want to use that. Um, but when you do see this, the tight end factor into this offense, it is in that seam. Yeah. So just put a wide receiver in there and, right. you know, <laughs> let him go eat. He's still listed at 215 on the roster. We talked about this last night. Yeah. I kind of doubt that. Uh, I don't think we saw him today, so I don't have a proper Kay. gauge on it. But um, what else? That's pretty much it, I think. Anything else from today's press conferences and just takeaways? Um, we talked a little bit about it. I talked a little bit about it earlier, but just Shador's um, demeanor. You know, I think that he looks so comfortable. And that's a big thing, man. Mm -hmm. Like, just comfortable in the offense, comfortable on campus or <laughs> in the building. We know he says he doesn't go on campus. Right. <laughs> uh, comfortable in Boulder, you know. Comfortable with your teammates. He talked about the, the team chemistry mm -hmm. and how, you know, it's it's not if he, he said if everyone if someone tells you, oh, yeah, everyone's best friends, 
they're lying. What it is is the, the offense is like a family. The defense is like a family. Yes. And we love the competition. We like to get at each other's throats. We like to talk, talk crazy to each other. Um, I think that's great, man. I just think, again, two, two days in a row, even after they were there for, you know, however many hours yesterday. Right. Vibes were still so high in I that know. building when we were in there today. Um, and then just what Shador said about that quote, how Shiloh is kind of the same thing, but for the defensive side of the ball. He uh, mentioned, he said, what, they're a family on offense, but they get after it on defense? Yep. Shiloh does that absolutely for the other side. Man, Shiloh, I swear it's like he has a personal challenge to himself that he just has to talk the whole entire <laughs> <Yes>. practice. <laughs> yep. It's so funny. All right. Um, new partner. Shout out to Snarfs, Ryan. Let's go. Um, do we have some props? Elite, elite sandwich shop. Yep. Uh, here we go. What is this? Oh, oh my Cuban. goodness. I am on a diet that I'm about to break <laughs> so for good. the bite of this sandwich. <laughs> um, you tell out. them about Snarfs. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, too. yeah. go ahead. Um, Snarfs has been... A, Serving up hot toasted sandwiches in Colorado since 1996. Um, they also have they have sandwiches, of course, but they also have salad sized desserts. They also have a burger shop. They got three locations in Denver and Boulder. Um, download the Snarf's uh, app for online ordering and delivery. You can also join Snarf Rewards and receive special welcome offer of five dollars off an order of ten dollars or more. There's a member only offer. Uh, birthday gifts, referral points. Give them a try for yourself at our Broncos tailgates this season. That is awesome and hype. Broncos tailgates are going to be even more lit. How was it? <laughs> so good, bro. <laughs> um, that just changed my life. When uh, when we first started talking about Shador's number two, you said you had it with a Cubano, right? It'd be perfect. <laughs> well, shout out to Shador's number two. Uh, the tomato-based, rich, thick, sweet, molasses-style barbecue sauce. With tangy vinegar and fire heat, finishes with a subtle smoky note. You can head on over to plbse.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all one word at checkout. You'll get 10% off your short, your order of Shador's number two. So uh, grab some Shador's and some Snarfs. I'm telling you right now. I need to try this. If you are in a position to get yourself a Snarf sandwich right now, go there immediately and get yourself this Cuban sandwich. It's got that like thinly sliced ham on there, some slow roasted pork, delicious pickles. Wait until Jake tries this and you get like I'm not I'm not bullshitting you guys. That sandwich just hit Elite. To the high Elite. <laughs> Finish your bite, sir. Oh my god. Have some manners. Yeah. This gets to stay here, right? Yeah, yeah. That's well, it's not moving anywhere. Damn, that's good stuff. All right. We won't uh, keep torturing everyone by having to have them watch us enjoy that. First time amazing. I've eaten on a podcast. You took an aggressively big bite for someone who has to talk just a few seconds later. Bro, I am starving. <laughs> uh, yeah, I could tell that um, you didn't eat breakfast this morning. I had a banana and a granola bar. Wow. Okay. Jake was very late. <laughs> Jake was 16 minutes late to my house. This okay. First off, <laughs> I told you, I'm, I'll be accountable. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to create Hand excuses. Up. Yep. But I will say, I said it that damn light right before uh, Spear on Colfax mm. for four minutes. Colfax and Spear is a tough one. 
literally four minutes. So you would have only been 12 minutes late. Yes, <laughs> but still. He also, he did one of my least favorite things, huge pet peeve. Um, he texted me and said, I'm going to be about five to 10 minutes late. Well. And then was 16 minutes late. If I didn't sit at that light for, I you texted still you. still would have been 12. That's outside of the range. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just say I'll be half an hour late next time and then I can under deliver. There you go. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. All right. I'm like, I'm on my way. I'm running a little late. Uh, Might be 20 minutes late. Then you show up 10. Boom. Real Wasn't quick. Bad. We have some awards or watch lists. We love watch list season. Just kidding. I hate it. Um, You hate it? Yeah. It's just There's part like of the hype. There's a hundred people That's on every true. watch list. That like is true. These are just the players who play this position in the sport. Travis Hunter has been put on the Paul Horning Award watch list for the most versatile, I think, football player in college football. It's a good place to put him. He could um, win that one. Who's who's oh, gonna, yeah. who's he up against? Um, I'm trying to pull this up. My laptop literally died, so I don't have. Uh, oh, that's yeah, what happened. There. I, I thought you were just done with it. No. Uh, Paul Horning Award watch list. Um, but anyways. Travis is on there. He was voted first team all-purpose player for the Pac-12 media. And then punting talk, Ryan. You ready? Let's go. I love the punters. <laughs> Mark Vissette mm -hmm. makes the Ray Guy Award watch list. Punting is back in Boulder. Let's go. Dude is huge. We saw him He's today. He's massive. He like you could have told me he was like um I thought it was like an assistant, assistant strength yes. coach. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Nope. That's the punter. Ray Guy Award list. Sloan says I come across as a bully. Do you feel like I bully you, Jake? No. <laughs> no, you're a pretty nice guy. I Thank think. you. Thank you. Um, we do have a bully in the office. She's sitting right above us right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I'm, I'm trying to pull. I'm struggling without a laptop here, but uh, yeah. Lots of uh, Paul Horning Award watch list. There's a tons of guys on there, though, as you said. Um, Okay. Oh God, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, anyways, we got some guys uh, ready to make an impact. Um, and then recruiting talk. We got a commitment yesterday. A very, very interesting commitment yesterday. Mm -hmm. Jamaris Wilder, 2025 running back, three stars. From Venice High School. Hmm. Why does that sound familiar? It does sound familiar. Does it have anything to do with a C, an L, and a 3? Yeah, just maybe. Um, he's committed. He's going to be a buff, man. So. Let's hear it. First of all, obviously, the question is, okay, does this have any impact on Charles Lester? Um, which the answer is, don't know. Can't hurt. Um, but here is the real thing that I want to get to. Our guy, Adam Munster Tiger. Mm -hmm. Talked to Prime Truth Seven on Seven and Florida, uh, or Seven on Seven Florida head coach and Venice Pass Game coordinator, um, Coach Nick. Coach Nick, who describes Wilder as a quote relentless downhill runner. His nickname Gotta. You know what that stands for? I know. I know what I think it stands for. What does it stand? Get for? after that ass. Yep, exactly. Or get after their ass. Um, he says, Gata will punish you in the open field and make you miss, which makes defenders on the third level 
proceed with caution. What makes him special is his leadership this summer at the beginning of our fall camp. He has become more vocal in holding his teammates accountable to our standard and also working closely with helping bring our younger running backs up to speed with our play calls. While they adjust to the high-tempo offense, we run very similar to what the Buffs run. So he'll fit right into that culture and scheme. He'll be a great glue guy for that locker room with his fun-going personality and dance moves. Well, they do that a lot in Boulder. Yes, yes, they do. Um, so this guy, I love, quote, relentless downhill runner. Yep. That has Sean Lewis offense written all over it to me. It's listed at 5'9", 180. He's actually a, a very high, or not very high, but a highly rated three-star 468th overall in the class, 44th overall running back. Um, again, 2025 kid, so he's got two years of high school football still. Um, but now that is the second Venice high school kid with uh, Zakarl. What are you laughing at? Uh, I feel like Marissa's like dying over I, there. I don't. Could she leave, please? <laughs> uh, there you go. Oh, Marissa Lord. says you're the bully. I'm. Go back upstairs. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm on <laughs> Team Jake here. Um, Coach Gary Harrell credited as the primary recruiter for this one. There we go. But um, obviously the CL3 Venice link is what everyone's going to wonder about. And these visits have had a great effect on players who are coming to visit, of course. Uh, Michael Welch committed when he was with CL3. Tan uh, Talon Chandler was with him, ended up committing. Because Carl ended up committing. And then... Now, Jamaris. Now, I can't remember the other guy's name, but Booker is the other yes. Venice high school. He's a wide receiver, I believe 2024. You go three for three, or I guess three four for four. For, right. And then you got, a, you got a great chance of going four for four. Sean Camp says, in this case, it means Gata, like ah. Gator, alligator. All right. I don't know. I think if you're a relentless downhill runner, Gata makes more sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's what the Southern Georgia, I think. Yep. Georgia uses. Southern. Georgia Southern. Right. Um, but anyways, man, this is just another player. The hype is only going to feel more now towards signing day. I mean, oh, yeah. we talked about it last or I can't remember if it was last week or early in the week, but it may not be over. It's, he's committed for now. We've got a whole season, whole recruiting cycle to go through, though. And now all his buddies are coming to Colorado. I know, man. I mean, the whole situation with his mom is obviously tragic, if, right? F from what I've heard, um, and you know, if, if that's a big reason why he ends up going to Florida State, I don't think anyone could ever blame him for sure. Um, but there's still, I feel like, some signs pointing in Colorado's favor. Yep, I got another piece of recruiting news. I don't know if you saw this when I tweeted it out yesterday. Dallas Wilson. 2025 four-star wide receiver. This is a top 100 player, top 60 player, actually, top 10 wide receiver in the class. Goes to Tampa Bay Tech in Tampa, Florida. Is an Oregon Ducks commit, hmm. but posted yesterday he was re-offered by Coach Prime and the staff. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Very interesting. We'll keep a close eye on that one. Great name, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then what else do we got today? Big 12. Voting on Arizona and ASU later today. Also, Arizona has a Regents meeting later today. I think Washington has a Regents meeting later, later today, too. Things are happening quickly. Yep. The whole... The Pac-12 might be dead by the end of the week. By the end of... If it's not already dead. Today. 
Yeah, by the end of the night. Yeah. Uh, it could be a defunct conference. Um, I read something yesterday from uh, Jason Shearer. It sounds like the th- other three Four Corners schools are really sticking together, though. And an anou- we may get an announcement of all three at the same time for an effect, if anything. Wow. Crazy. It is so crazy, man. Um, I generally agree, though, with Sean Lewis's take, which is it's kind of a bummer that geography no longer matters. Yep. That was a great line from him, by yes, the way. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, I looked at someone posted a guy. I think it was actually Big Game Boomer posted a graphic of just like the geo- uh, geographical layout of the old Big 12. It was perfect. And it was like perfect. Colorado to Nebraska was like the furthest trip. Yeah. Like, or at least like the furthest distance between two, two right, schools. Right, right. Um, it was just crazy. And like you just look, it's just like a perfect little strip down the middle of the country. Yep. Now, everyone, like we're talking about four time zone conferences. I mean, really, it's it's the same footprint-ish, just a little wider on both sides. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, it's still got the same <laughs> strip. It's yeah. got some outliers. Yes. Do you think they go north and south, or do they go east and west for divisions? Gotta go east and west, right? I was looking at it. I think north and south could work, though. So you're gonna put Colorado and US or UCF in the in the uh, no. Big Twelve South? They would be in the north. Colorado would be in the north again, okay. and UCF would be in the south. Okay, so north is gonna have Colorado. So Colorado, State, Utah, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa, Iowa State, State. Uh, West Virginia. And then uh, we're missing Oklahoma Arizona's? State, maybe. Okay, is that south of us or north? It's north. It's south of us. I don't. Know. We're getting into murky waters here. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay tuned. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about realignment anymore. Like, it's happening. Like, yeah, we'll 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 react to it when it happens. Exactly. So that's what's happening today. Oh, Dresco says four divisions. North, south, east, west. If you get 16, I kind of like that. So then you play everyone in your division. And then you, I don't know, maybe it's like pods. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have, <laughs> it's getting so crazy. And then you do the the, well, the thing that the Pac-12 is doing right now, which is two best teams yes. regardless, which I love. Or you just have like what the Big Ten's doing and have like protected rivals or whatever. Like, But what I mean is the championship game, just oh, the right. two best teams. Doesn't right, matter right. if they're in the same division. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Cincinnati's the other team. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Want to check on the Spirit of the Buffs? Can you make that? Oh, yeah, I got it. Shout out to Saturday Neon. The company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED signs. It's looking strong today, as always. They're based out of Denver. Everything is shipped uh, to mount power and dim. Every sign, they're easy to install and operate. They've got CU. They've got 19 other schools. Um, great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, basements, bar areas. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 10% off of your order today, and you get free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. Yesterday, I was accused of getting uh, Zico Traore kicked off the team. Yeah. Simply just asking <laughs> Coach Brewster what he brings. Right. I guess now today, Vel is saying, uh, I destroyed the Pac-12 by my questions to George Klyovkov <laughs> at Pac-12 Media Day, which I don't even think I asked him any questions. It was all you. And it was all me. I'll take the blame for that one. Um, 
Shout out to Baxter Shanker. If you get hurt, they're here to help. They've been winning for Colorado families for more than 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Uh, they've got the strength and power to win your case. They've got more than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff there. Um, they'll help with all kinds of injured cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Smash that Shador line, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. And then finally, shout out to Shady Rays. It was beautiful in Boulder today. Perfection. Um, just amazing. I'm happy I had my Shady Rays. I needed them out there. It's a very bright day. But we're all looking stylish in our Shady Rays, man. They've got durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics, uh, backed by their lost and broken replacement program. Head on over to the Park Meadows Mall. You can shop their entire collection there. Or just go online to ShadyRays.com and see their hundreds and hundreds of sunglasses. Uh, use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Eric says the spirit of the buff is always strong. Feel the power. Amen. <laughs> I feel the power running through my veins. <laughs> uh, what's up? What is up, chat? Did people get their questions in early today? Yesterday, yep. we started the segment, and they just started coming in. CO Buff, where do you think Oregon State ends up? <sighs> Earmuffs, Clint and Connor. <laughs> I don't even know if they're here anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw, I saw one of them here today. In the Mountain West, maybe? I think you see some kind of Pac-12 Mountain West merger, and whatever they call it, that's where they'll be. Ooh, the Pacific Mountain Conference. I mean, I say merger. It's Washington State and Oregon State at this point. What about Cal? Who knows what the Big Ten's doing? Did you see the meme that someone made of that scene from Parks and Rec? Yes. That was so good. It was great. So good. <laughs> yeah, USC did break the conference, by the way. I'm going to say that again just because it's ridiculous to hear Colorado and Arizona thrown around like they're the ones who brought all this upon everyone. The thing is, like, I'm fine if everyone wants to accuse us of killing the Pac-12. That's kind of like a cool, like, skin on the wall. You <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> um, the whack. Oh, man. What's up, Jays? Did you see Uncle Neely's Shiloh video? He said the team needed Shiloh because he's a guy that will push people's buttons to do better. And Travis had a fight at practice before the spring game. Yeah, I did see that. There was some good stuff in that. <clears throat> it was it's titled like uh this some the sounds of the summer for Shiloh Sanders, something yeah. along those lines. Mm -hmm. uh, it was fantastic. Shiloh is just one of a kind. And he's right. Um someone needs to push your buttons and Neely said it in the video, like when once you get your buttons pushed, you find out are you gonna fold or are yep. you gonna fight back? Uh and you know, that's that's a great way to weed through Kind of what you have on a football team so <clears throat> he like the thing about shiloh is he um does not discriminate with who he talks shit to no it's not strictly towards the offense right he's like going at cormani yeah he does go at cormani he's all sit down or something man <laughs> yeah. he needs you to be fresh so you can make a play or something yeah and then he's going at um bishop thomas <laughs> yeah he's like telling him he's gonna have more picks and bishop has sacks and he's just trying to motivate everyone right mm -hmm. get under their skin a little bit Cause them to kind of grit their teeth together and be like, all right, next rep, I'm not giving him anything to say. You need that, man. I mean, 
Akib Talib, TJ Ward on those Broncos teams. You know what yes. I mean? Like, you need that edge. You need someone to, what Neely said, push some buttons and just see how guys react to things before you're in those game situations. Totally. Um, Ryan's asking if Michael Westbrook is on the coaching staff. I do not think so. No. Merely uh, advisory, right. you know. Well, I don't know. What legend role? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, exactly. Keep a legend around. Yeah. Him talking about his credentials was crazy. Yeah. Fourth overall pick in the draft, all American. And then he's like, and then I switched over to like uh, jujitsu right. or whatever and, and won then, a gold medal. And then Coach Prime's in. He's a dog. Yeah, he, he was, uh, yeah, he was out there, man. Yeah. Uh, Jay's again. Um, great show. Thanks, man. What's our dream vacay? Wow. Interesting. Thanks question. for the super chat. Dream vacation. I haven't even thought of this. I'll tell you what. My dream vacation would involve me playing 18 holes of golf every single day at a different sick golf course. I was going to say I'd probably have something football related in there, but mm. I already do that enough. So I'd say a European F1 race. Oh, that's more a lot more pointed than mine. I don't know. Spa or Monza specifically. <clears throat> Yeah, man, my dream vacation is just golf all day. I mean, day. I can't complain about that yeah. either. <laughs> then, like, you know, maybe go to the pool for your, your come back from the round. It's a little hot. Yep. Bounce into the pool, like a frozen marg ready for you when you get there. Mm. Yeah, you can't be, we can't be talking about vacations too much when we're hitting August, getting into the well, I start am, of it. I do you are a, going I'm, on vacation. It's not really vacation, but it's a wedding trip, yeah. which is going to be sick, so. I guess that kind of counts yeah. as a vacation. Um, is this the question on the screen? Yes. Steven's asking, uh, RK mentioned levels yesterday. Do you think Coach handed out Fs on day one to upgrade expectations? I think that... It's a tactic for sure, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that they want... It's more about the standard, in my opinion. It's setting the standard. You cannot go easy on guys in day one because if you go... If they practice below the standard and you say like it's okay we'll just get better tomorrow mm -hmm. then it, it feels like that's acceptable right so they wanted them to know that that was not acceptable to the standard maybe it was a d plus just say f raise the bar a little higher you know yeah. what i mean um so i think there is a there's a tact to it but i also do think that they simply just weren't up to the standard that too but i mean you know people made sure we were we knew this after uh the live ended yesterday, but Coach Brew gave out an A to the tight ends. That was a tactic too, I think. I do too. Because we we talk on this show about we just talked about it. They don't really have the top end talent at that position. There's zero fanfare around any tight end. Exactly. So, you know, maybe just a little encouragement, just bump them up a little bit is what they need. Yep. Um, is Tyler Brown injured? I don't think so, man. I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Um, when is the new recruit? When will the new recruit be on the team? Uh, twenty twenty-five. Yep. So ways. two years. TLP. What do you guys think about the average height and weight of TCU Nebraska's O line and D line? I have not looked. Yeah, I have not looked. I mean, TCU had some guys last year. They're mm -hmm. gone to the NFL now, though. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be a little bit bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, those are schools that, especially Nebraska, usually has some big boys on the line. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't taken the time to go and look at their roster. We've got 29 more days of fall camp. Yeah, pretty uh, much. So, in e- so, wait, it's 29 more days until the season, right? Until um, September 2nd, yes, I believe so. Okay, so we will dive in in about 22 days. Yes, exactly. And then uh, 27 days for Nebraska, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's up, James? Why does the new Big 12 have to have divisions? It doesn't um, necessarily. Yeah, it doesn't, but when you get up to 14, 16 teams, it just I think everyone would kind of appreciate it. And the other thing is just travel costs, right? You're trying to cut down yes. on travel costs. Um, yeah, you don't want to draw West Virginia, UCF, Cincinnati out of conference schedule exactly. all in the same year. Or like back to back to back, you know? Right. Um, or you go Boulder to Morgantown, then back to Boulder for the next game, then out to Orlando for the next game, then back to the Boulder. Like, right. It's just too much travel, so... You try to make a little pod of teams. Okay, you know you're going to have these four games every year that are nice, easy travel. Yeah. Um, Big Teasy, what's up, man? When is the first day in real pads? Tomorrow, I believe? Someone said that today. Yeah. But when I saw the original way they wanted to do things, it wasn't that. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out tomorrow, Jake. Yeah, we can find out tomorrow. <laughs> um... Big Teasy, who do you think will emerge as real rivals? We'll see you next year. Well, the rivalries take time. Yeah. Um. So it 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 doesn't happen overnight. I think that you'll there's a chance that um, a CU TCU rivalry could start budding this year. Yeah. Um. And maybe that you know if you go into their house and win and make some noise and you know spoil their kind of first game back since having a national championship appearance, that helps. Um, but really what rivalries are built on is winning big games. Yep. Big games against each other with high stakes. So whether that's championship games, whether that's division championship games, um, you know, whether that's you spoiled their undefeated season, you have to win big games to create rivalries. Uh, and we'll see who those, you know, those games end up being against. Coach Lewis, I guess, said Friday for full pads. Okay. So there you go. Tomorrow. That's what I thought. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those old school Big 12 teams that you're reuniting with, I mean, those have to be the early leaders, I'd imagine. You know, K-State, sure. uh, Oklahoma State. Sean, what's up, man? Did we see the former Jets scouting uh, Jets scouting report on Shador says that he thinks he's a practice squad guy? Please pay no mind to Twitter scouts. Oh, if it's a Twitter scout, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. Be careful out there on Twitter, man. Or X or whatever the hell we call it these days. We're calling it Twitter forever. Okay. <laughs> uh, Eric, what Big 12 city are we looking uh, most forward to visiting? Something tells me you both would like Orlando. Orlando's up there. I got to admit, not for me. Really? Um, like I said, I like going to college towns. Right. Orlando is a city, and I'm, you know, I'm sure it has. I've heard UCF has a great campus. I'm sure. Um, their stadium looks like ass, just being honest. <laughs> Um, I'm excited for Morgantown. That is yep. number one on my list. Easy. Um, and then, you know, going back to some of the old ones like Stillwater. Yep. Um, you know, Lawrence, those ones. are. The, the, that's what I, <clears throat> we talked about this a little before, but like if I'm trying to go to a beach or like something like that, I'll just go. Right. I don't need to go for a college football game if the atmosphere is yep. great. So 
Um, I, I do think like UCF has a better atmosphere than UCLA, but their stadium really does look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lubbock too. Cincinnati, I think, would be badass. Yeah. Um, that's another big city yeah. vibe, but it's kind of nice. Mean, Ooh, nice little city by the river. Well, they've really embraced that team, though. Yeah, for sure. So that's a that's a foot that's a big football state. Yes. Uh, Silverback Racing TV. How do you feel about Shador only feeling eighty percent about the playbook with three le- three weeks left until TCU? That's not what uh, what he said. He said he's eighty percent mastery of the offense. Yeah. Um. So that's a little different. Mastering an offense is t- something that you normally takes years. Yes. Um. You know, you you look around the NFL, and if you look at the teams that have the same quarterback matchup with the same play caller for more than three years are the teams that are going to excel. Um, f- the most obvious example, of course, would be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Those two have been together. They know each other so well. Patrick Mahomes is at 100% mastery of the offense. Yeah. Um, that's different than knowing the playbook. Right. Shador knows the plays. Yes. Um, you know, you could watch in that Cortland Sutton video, which was fantastic, of them just kind of going through what they're used to in their playbook. And Shador's explaining to him, okay, we run a dig at 12. And, right. you know, Cortland's, oh, we run ours at 20. Like, it's all there for him. He knows exactly what the calls are. Yeah. Um, or, you know, for at least anything that's been installed so far. Well, he had a great line today when he was. I don't know if it was this question or if it was like a follow-up after uh, the Sean Lewis question, but football's football. Like he said, like everyone runs mesh. You know yeah. what mesh is, like verticals. Yeah, everyone knows what four verts is. Everyone knows what all these like these passing concepts have common names and are in every playbook for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the finer things, reads, totally. um, just all that stuff. What's up, Ken? What do we think about the new CU Nike shoes? They are badass. Really sweet. Really sweet. As you guys have probably noticed from watching this show long enough, I only wear white sneakers. Um, and they look great in white. Yep. Uh, Sam, any chance for FSU and Clemson to join the Big 12? Maybe. Um, I would say low chance, but possible. FSU is really trying to get out. I don't know. I don't think Clemson's just like, I don't think they really care because I think they know they're going to be fine because they're Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they've got to get around that, what is it, 2033 media deal? That outrageous media deal. Thomas Butler says, Morgantown is old, rundown, dirty, and full of potholes. Only good thing about them is they party hard. Yep, I know I'm going to like it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need. Um, sports geek, arcade. Do you think if we uh, waited, Colorado would have went to the Big Ten? No, not in this cycle. No. Um, I think that that that's a possibility down the road, but the Big Ten has never really given us the time of day. No. So for whatever reason, hasn't been a match yet. Uh, we'll see what the Big Ten's doing. They've been pretty just short and i guess coy just about about what they're trying to do they have a new commissioner coming in there's a lot of moving parts of that conference right now so yep 2036 i swear tv says so yeah it's going to be a while for those acc schools or they're going to have to pay a ton to get out yep um is that it more from jays 
You want that? All right. Which one would you bet on Javon Antonio, 10 touchdowns, or Jimmy Horn, 1,300 receiving yards? 1,300 is just too many for how many weapons they have out there. So I would take the Javon Antonio, 10 TDs. That's a lot. Both of them are a lot. Yeah. But you can just imagine a world where he gets, I don't know, three in a game. Right. You know what I mean? He has a matchup that they're just like, well, anytime we get down there, we're going to throw it up to him. Exactly. Well, that's what we talked about with needing the big receiver, the red zone target. Just someone to throw it up for. And again, I know what... all roads lead to Shador's accuracy for me, but like no one is going to be as good at just putting a ball up in the air for a guy like him. Yep. Uh, than Shador, like he's going to know exactly where to put that football so that only Javon Antonio can go get it. Oh, look at the Travis touchdown in the celebration bowl, man. Amen. Beautiful moon ball. Um, there was another comment I wanted to read. Oh, Sebastian, how do you feel about the hall of fame game in NFL preseason? Same way I feel about like the spring game, even though this year's spring game was exciting. <laughs> Different in- circumstances. But this, what I was going to say is the circumstances around the spring game were exciting. Right. The game itself was not. No. Um, so that's how I feel about this. It's something that you can, it, it's nothing but a benchmark. Yep. We've made it to a NFL football game. I'll, I'm kind of busy tonight, so maybe I'll have it on. Might throw like a couple bucks on the under just to have some sort of intrigue on the game. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, yeah, that's it. It's the worst part is when I was covering the Broncos and they played in it because they had an extra preseason game. Yes. Covering preseason games sucks. Yeah, I can imagine. Even the spring game, it was like, all right, we've yeah. uh, we've kind of seen what we needed to see. I'm hyped though. I'm just I'm like I said, I'm just happy about the benchmark that it represents. Football is back. Yeah, I'm with Alpine. It's football. I'm glad we can watch something today. That's what you always think until you turn it off. I mean, true, <laughs> but there's still those five minutes of excitement. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, my God, football. And then you watch, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> turn it off. Come on, man. Zach Wilson doesn't get you hyped? Little DTR? No. DTR's back. I do enjoy DTR. I love DTR. We'll see how he looks tonight. <laughs> All like right. I said, I'll probably be watching Last one. Yeah, we have to do this one. Now. Pesos McFaded says, who would win in shadow boxing between y'all? So I told Caleb today, I need someone to explain this to me. I watched <laughs> two whole videos about it last night on his channel and on Darius's channel. And I still don't know what the hell's happening. I I guess what I kind of gleaned is like, you can't, like, if you and I are going and I go this way and you turn your head that way, then that's like a hit. I thought it was the same way. I thought you have to try and catch them. Going the same way, yes. Yeah, so if you dodge it, it's a miss. But right. if you if go, you the, go same the opposite way, way of me, then it's a miss. If you go the same... Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. <clears throat> and then, but it seems like it, once you get like one hit, then you get to go like some sort of combo. You like unlock a combo. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like a Mortal Kombat, like finish him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sound effects that they make while doing I it know, too. I know. <laughs> Anyways, I would win. <laughs> uh, you think so. <laughs> you think so. Because I'm a bully, remember? <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. I guess it's time for me to actually go get bullied now. Um, We've got sandwiches waiting for us. I know. And we're going out to like a company. We Spirit got invited Hound. to Spirit Hound for some free cocktails. Hell yeah, man. So, Say less. That's what we got. Um, We got Coach Prime tomorrow. So be ready. Buckle up. Yep. Buckle up. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.